What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Hammy. How we doing today? Welcome all my ham sammies. That's right. I'm just giving my listeners a name. You're all the ham sammies. <laughs> yeah, we'll work that out. Maybe we, maybe you will be, maybe you won't, but who knows? Here we go with episode two of the Weekly Slice of Ham. Now, I know that I have named it the Weekly Slice of Ham, but well, it's going to be a little too late to rebrand as I've already put it on Spotify and all that stuff. But um, I'm thinking I might be doing this more than once a week because I just had so much fun the first time. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. I guess it'll depend on what I'm doing, what I'm up to. But I think we can I think we can at least expect uh, two episodes a week at this point. It, it didn't really, you know, it wasn't too hard. I enjoyed it. So, um it's going to be a good time, everyone. So, let's get into it. All right, everybody, you know what it is. It's the weekly slice of ham intro song. Here we go. We're going to have fun. It's Hammy. He's ready to chop it up. Here we go. <laughs> I was just this 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 show is gonna start every week with me doing an introduction, doing some stupid intro song that I come up with off the top of my head that's like a couple seconds long, and then you just hearing me laughing at myself after doing the song because it's just so dumb. But I just think it's so funny. <laughs> um. So as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, I called y'all the Ham Sammies. Um. I just really had Sammy's on the mind, and that's what I'm going to talk about first. Let's talk some Sammy's, some sandwiches. Now, um, being from outside of Philly, you know, f- sandwiches are they're a big thing for us. We got Wawa out there. You know, th- get out of here with this Sheets bullshit. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear... It's it's not even an argument. It is... Wawa is ungodly better. It's... It's uncomparable. If you're drunk at, you know, 3 a.m. coming from the bars and Taco Bell isn't open and you don't want pizza, Sheets is good. It's all right, you know. But, you know, I go to Sheets and I'm like, what do I want? Nothing looks that good. It all looks mediocre and just kind of schlupped together like poop. Well, not poop, but, you know, it does the job. It, it'll, it'll feed you. But when you go to Wawa... See, this is the thing that people don't understand about Wawa that aren't that didn't grow up around Wawas. Wawa is an experience. You have, and I, okay, I'm, I'll admit I might be a little bit biased too because I worked in a Wawa for a long time, but Wawa is an experience. The the smells, whether good or bad, usually outside. This is this is the thing that a lot of people who are from areas that have Wawa's, at least I guess in my area, it's more specific, but you will always have a group of older gentlemen hanging out by the trash can, just chopping it up, talking. They've got their coffee. They might have some food there. There's usually someone at least eating off of the top of the trash can. Now they're covered. So they have a little place where you can put your food, but it's just a couple old guys smoking some cigarettes, having their morning coffee, and chopping it up. And it is like a daily routine. It is a group you will see. If you go to Wawa every day and get your coffee, you will see this group of men that you see all the time. Now, 
it'll be interchangeable. There'll be some that come in and out, but there's usually at least two or three that you will see every day. And you know what? What's even better about them? They are the friendliest people. If you're there every day, they'll remember you. You'll get to know them. You'll talk with them. You'll have a great time. They are the nicest people you will ever meet. Sometimes they'll buy your coffee for you. You know, they're just great. They're a good time. They're just they're just there to hang out. You know, they're old, retired. They don't have much else to do. So they go and hang out by the trash can at Wawa. And some people probably think that's weird, but it's not. It's honestly great. It's just, it's cool. Now, the outside of the Wawa, almost all the parking lots are going to be just a, a mess. They're going to be a mess. And not like dirty with trash and everything like that. I mean, there's going to be people going, especially, there's not too many without gas stations anymore. But the gas station Wawa's, you're going to have so many people going in and out, especially during lunchtime and right when, like, before uh, work. People in and out. It's going to be a hectic parking lot. And that's part of the experience is, like, the, you know, the, the little bit of stress that you get going in and out of the parking lot. It's, it's It wakes you up. If Sometimes you don't even need the coffee because people are just, they're so focused on getting in, getting what they need, and getting out that... You know, you don't even need that coffee. You're awake because you're just hyper alert to make sure, you know, you're not, you know, running over someone. Not running over someone, but, you know, you have got to stay on your toes in that parking lot. Now, when you go in, you, this is this is one of the main differences between Sheets and Wawa that people also don't understand is, well, it's pretty easy to understand when you go in, but one, the food quality is better. It's just better food like you get those rolls they come fresh every day all the baked goods come fresh every day all right that's the one thing that's that's the main thing and they get like i don't want to say baked because they're already cooked but we like warm them up even more i guess they come like half baked um but we cook them in our oven and they get nice that nice crisp outside and the nice uh soft inside that is so oh just beautiful and then you get to watch them make it and that's that's like now subway is not that great but that's like why people like subway and chipotle and stuff like that like you watch them make it and that's good sheets they're hiding behind everything you ever notice that they don't want you to see what's going on back there so you know i'm just saying and then you got the coffee now people People like their Dunkin' and their Starbucks, but, you know, people from around my area, they, a lot of people, they get their Wawa coffee. They go in, they get their Wawa coffee every day. It starts their day. And you know what? When I worked there, free coffee day was a madhouse. Everyone was coming in for free coffee day, and probably because it was free coffee, but it was Wawa free coffee. I bet you if Sheets had free coffee day... It's any other day. People probably wouldn't even know. Wawa's marketing is just brilliant. Hoagie Fest, that's that's something else we got to talk about at some point. But I'm getting, I am way off track here. We were talking sandwiches. So, my point being with the whole Wawa thing is, Wawa hoagies are a big thing. That's why, like, how Hoagie Fest is always a big thing in the summer. And in my area, like, you know, we got the cheesesteaks that are, like, a staple. And you got hoagies. 
or just like a good sandwich. It's it's the bread that really makes a good sandwich. And that's what I just don't I have yet to find a good solid hoagie out here in like the Pittsburgh area. And you know, I'm I'm in the middle of nowhere in Indiana PA and like there's one really good pizza shop. That's got like good good pizza in my opinion. But like back home, there's so many pizza shops that you can go to that are so unique. And it's the same thing where like you you know these people. They know you, they remember you, even if you're not even in there a lot. They just remember who you are and they're like, Oh, you want this? Like they know your order. And it's just so much more personalized. And especially back to what I was saying with the hoagies. Ugh, I could eat a hoagie for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of my life. Now I know people say that, but I, I have truly done it where I believe I have had uh, a hoagie for breakfast, lunch, and dinner a couple days in a row because it, they're just so good. It's so perfect. You can switch it out with the meat. You always got the, and like I said, it's the bread. It's the bread that really matters. They don't have that good bread out here, the good roll, that good hoagie roll. Their hoagie rolls out here are limp. They have no integrity. There's no crunch into it. There's no like nice exterior. It's just bleh. Now I do like the Pittsburgh sandwiches, but those are different. Those are that's like a that's a different sandwich. It's not like a hoagie or a sub. And you know, it's not even just like the Philly area. It's like Philly, Jersey, and like New York City. I feel like and I might be wrong, but like those people understand like what what a difference a good hoagie roll makes. Um, so that's just my minor little rant about sandwiches and you know what really can make a good sa- oh and the meat the meat now oh the good delis you gotta have that good meat now even some places like chains around back home like primo hoagies they've got good deli meat and cheese and that's what the other thing out here it's like it's just there it's just that's the best way i can describe it um but that's enough about sandwiches and hoagies um i'm gonna get into my next topic, uh, which kind of got me heated earlier today. So, um, you know, I'm going through, you know, filling out some applications for work in the summer and stuff like that. And this isn't just, you know, the places I was applying to today. It was, it was all applications that I have ever done. Now, applications are so dumb and infuriating. It's, I, I don't, I went to a, my my goal today was to apply to three different jobs. Now, I technically you could say I applied to six, but it's with all within one place where you can apply for like different floors and stuff like that or different areas in this one place that I applied to. And it was I could do that real easy because once I went through and did everything, all I had to do was just hit, you know, copy and paste for the application I, they, they like had it saved or whatever but it took me th- three maybe four hours to do this whole application and I was like focused doing it it was ridiculous they ask you so many questions and I understand that they need to vet people because you're not just going to interview everyone but it's the it's the questions that they ask you a second time that you already answered before. Like when they make you put your birth date in more than once. It's like, I just put this in earlier. I literally just put this in 
I like two pages ago, and you're making me do it again. Why can't you just take that from what I did earlier and like plug it in? Um, it it's so stupid. And then when when I was doing this today, when I went to go uh, copy, it was like you know just add in the application that you already put in, and I went to do it for the other ones, and it still had certain information that it wanted me to put in again and I'm like why why I put this in when I did the original application and I clicked the button that said copy the original application for this one so why do I need to fill out my birthday again my social security number my last four digits of my social security number and then the thing that really set me off was it wants my all my addresses that I've lived at in the past seven years. Now, for most of my lift, my lift, my life, I lived in the same house. And my mom recently moved, so I've lived there. But I'm also in college, and you, you, sometimes, maybe not all people, like I've moved and lived in a couple of different places at school. So that's a, that's a decent amount of addresses that I got to put in. And maybe I'm just bitching, and it's um, being over dramatic. But like. That was one of the things that it didn't save for the second one. Why? Why? I put in all that information. I'm not going to put in all seven addresses again. So I didn't. It might have been silly on me, but you have it for the one application. You have it for the one. Why can't it be? Or, or why? You know what? You know what they should do? And there's definitely some places that probably do this. But you need to fill out one single application where... um. You fill out like your your main application, right? And then at the end, it's like, what jobs do you want to apply for? And you just select all that you want to apply for. If it's one of these situations where it could be different areas in the same place, and it just fills it all out and submits it. And if there's specific questions for jobs, you just add that at the end and go here. These are job specific questions for these things that you applied for, and you fill it out instead of having to go back and do it over and over again. And you know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's genius of them because it's showing who really wants to work there because they're taking that extra effort to go back. Hmm. That's that is interesting. Maybe I'm maybe I've got this all wrong. Maybe they are geniuses. Maybe applications are smart. No, no, that's so inconvenient. It should not have taken me three hours, four hours basically to apply for a job all right now you know what time it is it's time for the ad read so today we've got a very very special sponsor that is right i talked about them earlier that is wawa baby oh you know what i already i already gave them all that they needed earlier but there is nothing like when you grow up in an area with wawa and you come back the first thing you do you get to a Wawa, and you get yourself a Wawa hoagie, all right? That's what you do, because it's so good. I don't even need an ad read for this. I don't even need to read it, because I work there, and I just live off Wawa when I'm around. Whenever I'm home, I probably go about four or five times. Wawa is just that amazing. So everybody, you know, get down to your local Wawa, and if you're not in an area with Wawa, that sucks for you. Because your life is inevitably worse because of that. 
So move to somewhere with Wawa or tag them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and say, hey, Wawa, you should come out to our area and make our lives better because, you know, without Wawa, our lives are not that great. So come to our area and brighten up our lives, Wawa. And once you experience that first Hoey Fest, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right, thank you very much to Wawa for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, <laughs> that's going to make a lot of people who like sheets very, very angry, and I don't care. Um, anyway, on to the next topic. I think I'm going to try baseball again. I think I'm going to get back into baseball this summer. I'm going to be in an area where I'll be able to watch, I'm pretty sure, all the Phillies games when... I have time. The Phillies look to be pretty exciting this year. From everything that I've seen, we've got some kids. Some uh, kids. What am I talking about? They're all like older than me. We've got some people who can mash. They can smash the ball. Um, I really haven't been looking that much into it. Uh, I've heard some things that we won't really have much defense. Like we can't play defense. And... I, I really only know of Zach Wheeler as our real ace. Um, but it's hard to beat a team when you can't score more runs than them, right? So if we just score a lot of runs, it'll be like Big 12 football, except in baseball. It's going to be great. Who doesn't love a great Big 12 football game where it's just touchdown, 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 left and right, left and right? Seems like what Phillies games are going to be, so... Uh, I'm ready to go. Plus, one of my favorite sports memories of all time was um, had to do with the Phillies. I, I played baseball when I was younger, and um, the 2008 World Series. I was pretty invested in that team. I, I guess you, I mean I was young, but you know, and a lot of my friends and everything were pretty invested in that, and especially my dad. And um, so, it was one of my greatest sports memories because. Um, my mom had went upstairs. It was, it was the last game. Uh, my mom went upstairs. She went to bed. Uh, she would always go to bed early and my brother was, I guess he was in bed too or something like that. So it was just me, my dad and my dog that I had for 15 years. And it was just the three of us watching this last game and watching that final out. I'll never forget that. It was just my dad and I jumping up and down, hugging each other. Hugo, our dog, is freaking out, biting our ankles. And I'm like going, yeah, we won. Ow, ow, Hugo, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, we know. Hugo, stop. He's barking. He's waking everyone up. It was amazing. Now, we we didn't go to the parade, which, you know, I've, I've missed the Phillies parade and I missed the Eagles parade. I missed the Phillies just because, you know, it, it, it wasn't as important to us as like Eagles or Flyers, but you know, it, it was one of my greatest memories ever was that had to do with sports because it was just me and my dad. And, you know, he was the one who was always, you know, giving me advice for sports and he, especially baseball, it was his big thing. Like he taught me everything I knew about sports basically. Um, so, you know, that was just a great memory and I, I'd like to, get back into the Phillies, especially, you know, they're going to be good and fun to watch. So what better time than now, you know? Um, and with baseball, like I want to talk about, I recently watched, um, 
anyone who knows me, they know I like to consume a lot of Barstool content. But I recently watched one of their videos where they did a, a snake draft where they drafted MLB hats. And that was pretty cool. Um, but it kind of uh, reminded me or struck me in a certain way watching it where I realized a lot with baseball and college sports half the logos are just letters they're just it's just a letter why they've they've got so many great alternative logos and stuff like that like the old marlins one with the with that now it had the f but it had that whole big marlin on it that was cool i remember i had one of those hats because well the little league team i played on was the marlins but that was dope now they're just a stupid m I don't know what we can really do with the Phillies. I think a cool, like, Philly Fanatic uniform would be cool. It might look a little minor league-ish, and I guess maybe maybe that is what kind of separates the big leagues from the minors. You see a lot of the cool minor league logos and stuff like that. They got the, what is it? I know they're not, like, an official one, but you got the Savannah Bananas. Um, um, I can't think of it. There's the Jumbo Shrimp or whatever. There's the one that's just got a big shirt. They've got really cool names and you know, I, I wish they would use some of those, some of the cooler logos that they have. Um, and same thing with college sports. Like, think of, go go through your head and think of how many sports, not college sports, how many college teams, their logo is just the letter. Michigan, Big M. Minnesota, Big M. Alabama, Big A. Purdue, a big P. I mean... Oklahoma, an O and a U. Ohio State, an O with a nut sometimes. Like, again, some of these schools have some pretty cool, like, team names. Like, Purdue Boilermakers. That's pretty dope. You can do a lot with that. And Michigan Wolverines. Some of the old Wolverine logos are so awesome. Why would you not use that more? It's... Now... I don't know. You know, some of them are iconic. Like, that, the, the Alabama A, that's that's pretty iconic. If you started to see Alabama, like, stroll out with a, a an elephant, which also... What's with the elephant? You're the Crimson Tide. And you have an elephant? It's cool. I like the elephant. But you're in Alabama. I'm surprised they even know what elephants are. That was mean. <laughs> Sorry, Alabama. But seriously, like, you could have at least done something relevant to your state, which I, I don't really know what that would be. I guess LSU doesn't have any tigers or anything that they got to make the tiger. But at least they're the they're they're the LSU Tigers. It's not the Alabama Elephants. It's not a bad name. But um, anyway, that's just my thoughts on that. Um, so I want to get into a little bit of a story time. I said I've got lots of fun stories from uh, summer jobs and you know life stories, college, even high school and below. Um, 
so this this is a multitude of stories i'll get i i guess not i guess i know it's a multitude of stories it's a it's a multitude of stories that have culminated into uh my deepest darkest fear and for those of you that know me you know what i'm about to say i uh me and birds don't get along great we've we've had a couple run-ins over the years where uh your boy lost. I lost a lot of battles to the birds. Now the war's not over. I still got I still got lots of years left where I can fight back. I could fight back against these feathered fox. I I've lost a lot. So it all started. Now this I don't remember as much, but this is probably the one bird that I am absolutely terrified of. I freeze up. I can't move. I start to freak out. I just I just don't like to be around these birds. Now you might be thinking maybe an eagle, a hawk, an ostrich, an emu. They're big birds. If you ever heard of a cassowary, that is a bird you should be deathly afraid of. But nope. It's a bird that everyone would normally associate with the good old pilgrims and Native Americans. The turkey. That's right. That big old bird that we set on down for a Thanksgiving feast when that thing's living man you, you can count me out you can count me out I am done leave me out of it I love a good turkey leg I I, I get a turkey leg saved for me every year at Thanksgiving but I, I don't know what it is I, I do remember getting bit maybe once or twice at the petting zoo and that just had to do with like I always loved animals, and I was just ambitious. And I'm like, I'm gonna go pet the bird, and the bird didn't like me. So, and they just, they just are so ugly. They're so dumb and ugly, and I, it makes me, you know what? It makes me even matter that I'm so afraid of these birds because you know I got into this hunting guy on YouTube. Um, oh, what it, it, meat eater? It's like uh, if. He's he's good. It's it's short. Uh, he's got he's got a show on Netflix now too, actually. But it's a good like short hunting show. It, you get to see some interesting things. But I watched him hunt these turkeys one time, and I got so mad at myself because I watched this stupid bird all but walk up to the guy, take the gun out of the guy's hand, and blow its own head off. I mean, it walked right up to him. It was two feet away from him. Didn't see him. No, no, it actually didn't even do that. Well, I'm getting ones confused now. There was one where the turkey was three yards away from him. And then there was one where the turkey walked by. Literally two of them hiding behind trees. Like a cartoon. Like, you know, in the old cartoons, like Looney Tunes and stuff, they hide behind a skinny tree and they just, they're just hidden completely. Like, they just did that so that the bird wouldn't run away. And the turkey just strolled by. Like, eh, yeah, whatever. I don't see nothing going on. It got around the corner and they just blasted it. So... Yeah, uh, if you're ever with me, don't take me around a turkey. I will slaughter you. Um, so my my next losing battle that I remember as far as birds go, I don't remember exactly where this place was, but we went there for spring break or something for uh, a couple years. It, it was called Spring Valley or something like that. I don't know, but or maybe it was. I don't know. I think it was Virginia, actually. That doesn't matter. Um, so me and my dad are fishing. We're down at this pond. It's spring, so 
all the geese are uh, nesting. They're, you know, got their nests, protecting their eggs and stuff like that. And we walked up to this pond and we were fairly close to a nesting goose. Um, and she was fine. She didn't bother us. We were all good. Just hanging out. And at this time, I had no cares in the world. We used to get geese in our backyards all the time. And I'd fly out the back with uh, Hugo and chase the geese away and um, run them down, chase them out of the yard, and laughing my ass off. Well, word must have got around about me and the geese community. So we started to walk around the opposite way because we didn't want to scare Mother Goose. And now anyone who has had bad run-ins with a Canadian goose or Canadian geese, those bastards are mean, and they're nasty, and they bite. Um, but anyway, we were walking around, we're going the other way, and, you know, as we're going along, I'm like 10, so I just completely forgot about this goose. So I'm fishing, and I'm sitting around, my dad's on the other side, he's just, we're fishing, hanging out, and I hear this honking, and I'm like, what's that? And I look over, and Mother Goose is haul-assing at me. One of the few times that I just thought I stared death into, death in its face, death in the, whatever the saying is, I, I'm traumatizing myself thinking about it right now, and I throw the rod, I run screaming, because I'm like, this goose is going to kill me. It's going to just, it's, it's going to end my life. And it didn't, it stopped. But that traumatized me. We went fishing plenty of other places where there were geese, and I very respectively would walk by. If they didn't want to move, I said, all right, that's cool, guys. I'll just wait for you guys to move. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You guys stay. You guys hold your ground. You guys clearly got the word out about this kid that was terrorizing geese in the backyard, and uh, you taught me a lesson. So I, I heard it. And I, I have remembered that lesson to this day. Um, God, they are just vicious animals. Um, the next situation would be um, this summer job that I worked at that has is going to be the center for some of these stories that I'm going to be telling. Now, this specific place, it had a turkey when we got there. And I could tell this bitch did not like me. He was mean. He, he They said as soon as we got there, you know, they were showing us all the animals. And I, I'll explain more about what this place was another episode. But I'm walking around. They're showing me the animals. I'm, I'm an animal guy, so I'm like loving it. And we get to this little coop area or in, in caged area. And there's a bunch of rabbits, a couple little chickens. And I'm like, oh, look at the little rabbits. And... Next thing I know, I see this big-ass turkey, and we have to walk by it. Yeah, I was tiptoeing. I kind of all but dragged me past it, um, but good news, it died. <laughs> it died a week later. <laughs> it was gone. Uh, Fox got it or something. These people were so in denial. They were like, yeah, he must have flown off or something. There's some weird people, and I, I'm like, thank God I don't have to deal with this turkey every week. And, uh, but yeah, 100% foxes got it. I was walking around one of the fields one day, and I just saw it's, I saw the turkey. It, uh, it didn't fly away. Yep, it was, it was there. It was still there. Um, but 
uh, as I mentioned, they had chickens too. Now, the hens were they were nice. Yeah, they they let you pick them up. They cut out of the way. They didn't do any harm. But the roosters, they were about <laughs> sorry. Uh, there were about four or five roosters, and they got out one day. So they sent me, you know, the one afraid of birds, to go get them and corral them back in. Those bastards were mean to me. They were not giving in. They knew. They smelt the fear. They said, I'm not going to listen to this guy. He's a pussy. He, he doesn't. So I'm trying to corral them back in. And they're like, oh, but ganging up on me. They're coming at me, flapping, trying to. I'm wearing these long boots, so I don't feel anything. But I'm like, oh, my God, these chickens are going to kill me. Uh, so finally, we get them in, and that's dealt with. And uh, <laughs> about four of those roosters died the next week. <laughs> just this was this was this had nothing to do with the foxes or anything. Uh, just <laughs> the roosters just died. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I swear to God, I would never hurt any of these animals like it was like a they, they saved all these animals but all but one of the animals that I was afraid of just dead <laughs> dead within a week after an interaction with me so I don't know maybe that was you know someone looking out for me but um now the one bastard this one this other chicken they they told me it he was uh, like a Peruvian fighting chicken. He they they'd saved him from like cockfighting rings, basically, I guess. So understandably, he had a bit of a mean streak and wasn't the biggest fan of humans. Now, one of the jobs I had one week, uh, I had to get all the turtles. Well, they were all tortoises. I had to get all the tortoises out, and we put them in little like kiddie pools and stuff like that to soak them. They had to soak every day, once a day. Um, now some of these turtles were in the cage with this Peruvian chicken. Now, for some reason, this chicken, a rooster, whatever, it, it was separated from the other ones, probably because it would have killed the other ones. Basically, it was vicious, a vicious creature. You think, you think orcas can be nasty? This thing was out for blood constantly. Um, so... It was in a separate pen with all the rabbits, which, when you think about it, kind of weird, but they let each other alone. He just walked around. The rabbits hopped around. But there were some of these small tortoises in there, so you had to go get them. And basically, you needed someone with you to do this, because if you had your eye on this thing, he was just, you know, you just kept each other's eyes on each other, and you just watched and he wouldn't bother you but man the second the second you turned around he was on you like stink on shit just coming at you flying basically through the air to spur you and so you needed a lookout because you eventually had to turn around to pick up the turtles and so i had to deal with this every day and it was i'd get all the other tor uh tortoises out and I go find someone and be like let's go please you know don't let this thing kill me um so they they watched watched over me and 
that was it was like a whole workup every day of like all right time to time to go deal with the devil um and then at the same place now I'm just going to have to do a whole episode on this place because there's just so many odd things. But also, in this same place, they had an emu. Now, you'd probably think that I was more afraid of this emu than the turkey. No. This emu, his name was Taz. He was so nice. He let you pet him. He was real cool. I'd hang out with him. I'd not hang out with him. I'd talk to him and pet him and... You know, we'd hang out. He he stayed in the the uh, he stayed in the barn with the the geese and ducks and all that. Now the geese here were nice; they weren't Canadian geese. Um, and he was cool. But so the owner of this place had like ten dogs, something like that, something ridiculous. So um, this this might have actually been literally right after I had corralled the rooster. So um, to give you kind of a visual, there's this big fenced-in area um, in the middle with there, there's all these fields on the outside, and there's this one central fenced-in area where um, that that chicken coop is that was right next to where the rabbits are, and up front where you come into it, there is the little barn where the ducks and the geese stay, and Taz, and you know they usually hang out up there. They don't go too far really. Um, and there's a trail that comes down to get down to where the, the rabbits and the chickens were. So I, I now that I'm thinking of it, yeah, it definitely was like right after I got these roosters in. So I'm coming down from these roosters. Like, oh, thank God I got them in. I was traumatizing. Um, and I think it couldn't have been much longer after I finally shut the door. I look, I, I hear something like rustling. And all I see is Taz haul assing at me as fast as he possibly could. And in that moment, it was another moment where I said, take me, God, I'm ready. I, I froze and I was ready to accept death. The, the speed that he was coming at me was like a predator ready to take down its prey. I was ready for him to Bruce Lee jump kick me and disembowel me. And luckily, I think he just, that you know, the way Bird's eyes are, I don't think he it was like in his vision. Uh, and, and he peeled off down the other way and I just froze there. It took me a little bit to come down. Like, I mean, it was like two seconds, but it felt like an eternity. Um, and next thing I know, I see his one dog that like pretty much has free reign of the whole place. All the other dogs don't. It was, he was border collie. I see him running up and I guess he just scared Taz and Taz took off. And so I looked at the dog and I'm like, dude, you almost made me shit myself right here, right now. And I thought I was dead. Um, so that was probably one of the more scary ones, if you've ever like seen an emu, now ostriches and cassowaries are definitely more to be afraid of because they're much bigger. Well, ostriches are much bigger. Cassowaries are just... <sighs> Look up a cassowary. Just do that, okay? Now, this brings me to my most recent uh, loss 
to birds. Um, if you have ever been to Ocean City, New Jersey, you or look up Ocean City, New Jersey seagulls. There's quite literally a news story about how aggressive these bastards are. So I had never really been to Ocean City, New Jersey. We always went to Sea Isle growing up. Um, and me and my mom, my brother, decided to go this one day. We drive down and, you know, we were sitting on the beach. Um, and my brother and I go and walk the boardwalk. I wanted to go get some Chiggies and Pete's crab fries, which if you've never had Chiggies and Pete's crab fries, you are also missing out. You need to get them. But so we're walking down the boardwalk and we're seeing people get like boardwalk fries and uh, crab fries. And the second they turn around, just get swarmed by seagulls. I mean, these things had no fear whatsoever. People would turn around with their bucket of fries, get swarmed. Two seconds later, bucket of fries gone or at least half of it. And. The, <laughs> the funniest thing is like people definitely watch this happen all day and we're just like this isn't going to happen to me and we're just turn around with their bucket just presented to them basically they're like here you go birds come and get it so I watch this happen all day the, the birds are flying basically just buzzing you right over your head all day down the boardwalk anyway whether you have food or not so I'm like I'm ready to fight a bird I'm like I am going to take I'm going to take it back I'm gonna take back my fear of birds. I'm gonna I'm gonna win. I'm gonna get this win. Um, I, I, they they swoop down. I'm like squaring up. I'm ready. I'm ready to throw a punch. Um, but you know we went down. I was smart enough where I got my crab fries, tucked them under my shirt, and you know walked back and found a safe place to eat them. But I I forgot. I forgot what I was making fun of other people for forgetting. Later, we went down. So we got uh, some soft serve ice cream. I think it's Coors Brothers, I think it is. That's the big one down there. Um, I got myself a nice peanut butter uh, soft serve ice cream cone. And I'm walking down the boardwalk. We're about to head out, you know, go rinse off the sand and leave. And uh, just doing what everyone else is doing. I'm just swinging this thing around like it's the Olympic torch, like showing everyone I got my ice cream. And sure enough, seagull comes right by me, scoops right out the middle of my ice cream cone. And I realize my mistake. And I look behind me and I see the swarm starting. I see them building up. I see more and more coming. It's starting out with maybe like five. So I pick up my pace a little bit. I'm starting to move a little bit faster. I'm like, okay, we got to go. I'm starting. I don't know why I continued to eat the ice cream after this dirtbag bird swooped through and ate it. I'm trying to like finish it real quick. And I look back again. Now there's 20. And I'm starting to, you know, get into a bit of a light jog. And I look back now. Oh, my God. There is 30 plus seagulls following me down the boardwalk. So I go into a full out sprint. I take a big bite out of it. And I just toss it. I say, fuck it. I lost this ice cream. It's it's theirs now. And I just so happen to toss it almost right on top of a guy's head. I'm pretty sure the ice cream cone landed right in front of this guy. And he had no idea what happened to him. He just had a swarm of seagulls land in front of him and just eviscerate the ice cream cone right in front of them. 
and my mom and brother are behind me dying. Uh, this is this is a key part of to most of my birth stories is someone is sitting there just laughing their ass off at me being mortified by these birds and just harassed basically. I, I don't know what I ever did to the birds other than chase the geese. Um and then just the, just the icing on top of it, right as we're about to go, I think I'm pretty sure I just finished what rinsing off the sand from my feet and everything. I take like one step out from underneath the little covered area. I'm bombed right on my foot. A seagull just drops a shit right on my toe just for an extra suck it. And uh, that that was my last losing battle with the birds. I'm sure I will have more battles to come. I am prepared. Uh, I want to take back the territory that I have lost as far as this battle has gone. And I intend to win the war in the end. I don't know what it'll be. Maybe maybe I'll have to become a turkey hunter or something. Um, but yeah, I'm basically about as afraid of a turkey as someone would be... Uh, as a, a home intruder where I feel like I need a gun to protect myself. <laughs> okay. So there's that. Uh, I hope that kind of got everyone excited to hear more about this summer job that I worked at because it was, it was a wild place. I might be able to do a whole episode on that. Um, so the last thing that I want to talk about, I, I want to every so often, I want to take a ride down the nostalgia train. So just for reference, I'm 24 years old. I was born in 1997. So um, people around my age, hopefully you will, you know, this will kind of take you back every so often to, you know, the good old days when we had no worries. All we did was watch fun TV shows and, you know, played around and had a good time. And, you know, any, any, uh, uh, the older audience, maybe you're listening and you're like, I remember watching this with my kid when, uh, they were younger. Um, so this week. I want to talk about probably my favorite show growing up, and that would be Zaboomafoo. Now, if you didn't watch Zaboomafoo, you were missing out. I mean, it was great, and probably what stemmed or sparked my love for animals growing up, but it was a great show. You learned so much about animals. You got to see so many different cool animals, and the, the theme song was an absolute jam you could not listen to the theme song of Zaboomafu and not start bopping around and tapping your feet and dancing around now I've got it pulled up and we're going to listen to Zaboomafu theme now you might hear me singing it a little bit because it is just that good so um, here we go hopefully there's not an ad before this there's an ad okay okay that's annoying Stupid YouTube and their ads. Okay. What the crap, brothers? A little leaping lean of the like the bouncing play. Just around the bend. Where they going? I don't know. How do we get there? Come on, let's go. Me and you and Sabumafu. Animals do me. Oh, I messed that up. Uh, uh, place to be. 
And you and some boomafu Come on, don't you see us do things that animals do? Me and you and some boomafu Boomafu Now Oh now if <laughs> that just got me Whew Yeah I am just I'm brought all the way back. Oh, that is a jam. They don't make shit like that anymore. I'll tell you what. They really don't. That is, you, you cannot listen to that and uh, not have a smile on your face. You you probably don't because you had to hear me sing it as well. But, oh, so good. They, they had the claymation where Zabu is talking about his stories in, in Zabu land. Where I was leap, leaping along. Leap, leap. Leap? Like, oh, it's just so good. How can you hate that? I hope people are listening to this, and I hope they go down a little Zaboomafu uh, YouTube hole, because I believe that they have episodes on there. Oh, so good. I'm just so happy that I did that. I, that just put a big old smile on my face. And, you know, they, they did different shows. The, the Crap Brothers had different shows, but it was just never the same. It was never the same. You, you needed you needed the real lemur that was leaping around, and you needed the puppet too. And then the claymation was just the, the, the tip of the iceberg. It was uh, not the tip of the iceberg. It was just the cherry on top. All right? Um, so that is going to wrap it up for today. We're, that was fun. That was a good one. I really enjoyed that. that uh, I'm still so pumped about Zabumafu. I'm, I'm probably going to, after I'm done recording, I'm probably going to go back and I'm going to listen to that theme song about a hundred more times. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope everyone has you know, a great rest of the week. I hope you have a great day. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Welcome to the ending song of the weekly slice of... Uh, forget this. We're doing Zabumafu again. <laughs> Bounce and play. Just around the bend. Where they going? I don't know. How do we get there? Come on, let's go. Me and you and Zabumafu. Come on, you can see us do. We're doing things that animals do. Me and oh, I messed it up again. You and Zabumafu. Thanks for listening again, guys. Hope you enjoyed.